My name is Jamila Rizvi and I'm joined today again by my teen fiction loving co-host Astrid Edwards and we had so much fun talking about children's books and books for young readers this week that we just had to do it again. Astrid, I have a question for you. Yes, Jamila. Are you ready? Oh, I am so ready. I'm going to make you admit some secret shame. I want to know, what is the children or young adults book that you most adored when you were younger, but that you are now kind of embarrassed to admit that you loved? So it turns out I have a series of these that I am really embarrassed about. But firstly, I want to tell you the story of Fat Pig. Fat Pig. So Fat Pig was a book that I read and I read it obsessively, any one, any two. And as an adult, I realise it should never have been published and it actually has a terrible message for children. So Fat Pig, and that was his name, and that was the title of the book, lived on a farm. And he was obviously eating a lot because he's a pig on a farm and he suddenly realised, or his friends told him, that he was going to be killed if he got too fat because then he would make tasty bacon. And so his friends tied a knife to his tail and every time he turned around, he would see the knife move on his little piggy tail and he would run. And so Fat Pig ran every day because he was scared of the knife that was tied to him and he became a skinny pig. Astrid, that is the most horrifying, fat-shaming, cruel, hateful book I have ever heard of. I know. I look back on it and I think, how was that published? And dear God, where did I find it? The books I am about to mention look positively delightful compared to that. I think most things are, to be honest. Well, the ones that I look back on from my childhood the most were unfortunately read in very large numbers because they were both serials. So the first one I'm slightly less embarrassed about, and that is The Famous Five by Enid Blyton. Now, these are admittedly rollicking good reads, and I will probably give them to Ruffy uh, when he's a bit older because they're wonderful adventures and they're stories of kids overcoming bad stuff. But... Oh my God. Reading them with 21st century eyes, they are so gendered. They are so super white. (laughs) And there's quite a bit in there that makes me rather uncomfortable. Anne, who is the youngest girl in the gang, gets to do all the cleaning, all the cooking when the five go on their adventures. Julian, who is the oldest teenage boy and the responsible one, is a total mansplainer and drives me bonkers. There's a lot not to love now that we are a little more evolved as a species. Jamila, I can't believe that you would consider giving Ian Blyton to your child. I feel like that is almost only one step better than giving him Fat Pig. I actually have recollections of reading Enid Blyton as a child and everybody told me that I should love it. I remember sitting in the reading chair, anyone with Enid Blyton's adaptation of Br'er Rabbit thinking, My teacher wasn't very interesting. <laughs> You came to the realisation that perhaps some of these books weren't that appropriate earlier than the rest of us. I just think Enid Blyton's time has been and gone and we should all move on. Oh, it makes me sad though because I did enjoy those books as a kid and now I, yeah, even the thought of them makes me really, really a bit sick feeling because there's so much in there that I don't want my kid 
to learn and hear about. And unfortunately, it's not just Enid Blyton. There are a whole lot of books that were written for children in ye olden days that I read to my son now and I'm editing language and I'm cutting bits out and I'm avoiding the mentions of diet culture or really condescending, disgusting language used about people of colour or women. I have another terrible story to tell you. Tell me, tell me. So I was slightly older. I was in year seven. How old are we in year seven? 12, 11? 11? I was that age. I was 11 and and I needed to read books every day. So I was constantly looking for books and I finished everything that I had access to apart from my dad's shelf. And my dad had all of the Wilbur Smith books published at that time, which were about 25. And when I was in year seven, I read my father's entire collection of Wilbur Smith and Wilbur Smith is terrible. He is airport trash. I think he's now written like 50 or 60 books. It is the worst introduction to sex, politics, white South African privilege. It's just disgusting. And no one, everyone just thought, oh, Ash was just reading. So they let me read it. And I don't know what damage it did to me, but honestly, someone should have taken those off me. (laughs) I feel so, I am full of shame. I have one more Secret shame, not so secret, and I think slightly less shameful. The reason that the shame sits with me on this series is because it was just complete trash. It was so badly written, and that is the Babysitter's Club books. Now, ostensibly written by Anne M. Martin, but look, there were over 100 books. I'm sure Anne was paying some other folks to do some writing for her, and it wouldn't have been that hard to imitate the style. We had some really... uh, very all-American girls who love to babysit and love to make money through their club go through some very expected formulaic development as children. But I I really enjoyed it, Astrid. I enjoyed the characters. I had my favourites. I wanted to dress like Claudia and be cool like Stacey. And now that I'm older, I look back and realise that it was all about Christy and she was clearly the raddest of the babysitters. She was just a bit ahead of her time. I remember putting my name down at the school library to get the next Babysitter's Club book. To get the next Babysitter's Club book. They were popular. Did you have a favourite? I have vague memories of a babysitter called Dawn. But no, I I didn't love them enough to have a favourite. Well, that is well enough recommendations or rather anti-recommendations from Astrid and I for one day. Astrid, thanks for sharing your secret shame with me and a whole lot of listeners. I am so very embarrassed. Yeah, me too. Uh, Don't judge us, friends. Don't judge us. This is a safe space, a safe space for sharing. If you want to make sure that you catch the next episode of Anonymous Was a Woman, please make sure you subscribe, rate and review in iTunes. And we will be back in your podcast feed on Thursday.